What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are your hosts, Chase and Miles, and we are at the Lucky Duck. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, non-binaries, furries, and my mom. We um we got a good show. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, no, no, no special guest. Just Miles and I today. Yep. Um, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. This episode of At the Lucky Duck is brought to you by Hot Wheels. Oh, get Hot your Hot Wheels. Wheels at your local King Supers, Publix, <laughs> or Safeway. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Did you pick that up from fucking King Supers? Yeah. Nice. What, all right. What What do we got here? This is a. Uh, this is uh Fast and Furious Spy Racers. Hell yeah. The Netflix original series. Um, is that, that supposed to be Vin Diesel? Does, does it actually say that? Yeah. It says Netflix original series? Yeah. Holy shit. That's a real thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's put it on the camera for everybody to see. That's pretty crazy. I was walking through King Supers, and they have like three or four tubs of... No, probably more than that, like five or six tubs of Hot Wheels cars. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I haven't owned a Hot Wheels car in like 10 years. And so I bought this because I was like, you know, stocks aren't doing well. Housing market (laughs) isn't doing well. What's good to invest in besides fucking Hot Wheels cars? You know what I mean? Dude, um, you're probably right. It's it takes me back to remember when people were all about that um uh what was it, the beanie babies yeah that was the thing right yeah I had a couple not because I was collecting them but because I was you were in in the craze I was a child they were giving them away in like Happy Meals and stuff at some point yeah yeah I think that's right yeah. but they weren't like the official beanie babies they were like the knockoff they were like the the ones made especially for oh. Uh, you know, I bet McDonald's. Some of those became collectibles, right? For Probably people who like McDonald's. People who are sitting on thousand dollars worth of invaluable or uh, not valuable. What's that word? I don't know. <laughs> what are we drinking? Uh, we're drinking the Anthony. <clears throat> the Anthony. Cheers. This is um, the uh, classic Nigiri uh, or Negroni. Nigiri is the sushi. Sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it probably goes pretty well with the Negroni. I would. I would. I would imagine so. Um, equal parts gin, Campari, and uh, sweet vermouth. Sweet vermouth. Mm. With a Easy. with a few slices of pineapple. That's um, that's orange. <laughs> um, oh shit! I got the wrong. May fruit. need to be get checked out. Um, have it a stroke. A big ol' I like dipping them and then just gnawing on them. So if you guys hear like this noise during the podcast, mm. oh, oh yeah. god, it just got all over your shirt. God damn it! That is me eating the orange. You're welcome. <laughs> this is the point where most people were like, "All right, I'm done with this." Show. Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> what yeah. What Fuck did y'all. I just find? Yeah. Uh, we also have Topo Chico. Ooh, Topos. And Topo Chico didn't pay us any money to have this on here because we asked Why and they said they? no. They were like, "Who are you?" Yeah. Um, Topo Chico is like my favorite beverage. Period. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You it, know. I, I, it's pretty good. I don't. 
the flavorless one kind of just tastes like I'm drinking gas with a little water in it. Yeah, spicy water. Yeah, it just makes my stomach hurt real bad. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, shut the my fuck stomach up. Stomach fills up. You know, this is it's naturally carbonated, so when they source it from uh, the spring. It already Does it say that on there, or did, is that an urban legend? No, it, uh, you gotta look it, look it up. Um, okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's bottled in Monterey, Mexico, and they source it from the springs there. And <clears throat> it's naturally carbonated when they pull it out of the limestone, uh, and they'll filter it, and then they'll add carbonation back because when they filter the water it loses some of that natural carbon carbonation that's true yeah according to wikipedia Ooh, wikipedia is never wrong sir they um, cite their sources sometimes you know who so they, they they you can get the uh what is it the spiked seltzers like they're yes topo chico i've had them you know who uh actually bottles those it's not topo chico topo chico just licenses the brand would it happen to be Ranch water. Um, well, they sell those, um, but what ranch is water is just a name of the cocktail. It's not an actual brand, I don't think. Okay, um, but it is Molson Coors. You know the people that bring oh. us Coors Light, Coors Banquet, Miller. I think don't don't they have their own hard seltzer? They do, they do. They probably have five or six under their under yeah. the brand. Yeah. Yeah, to capture the market. Gotta like, get... oh, a new one? Yeah. What is this? Mm-mm. Negroni Mm-mm. hard so seltzer? Good. Yeah. Um, why does this Hot Wheels look like it's been, it's like vintage? It's like, uh, it looks a little weathered. Did it fall off the car and you had to pick it back up? So when I was walking past the Hot Wheels, first off, I walked past it and then I, saw some kids digging through there and i was like i could do that too so i joined the kids digging through the hot wheels cars mm-hmm. and then i thought about the fact that all these other kids probably were digging through the hot wheels cars destroying the oh yeah this thing right yeah, yeah, making yeah. it worth less because a little you remember that was the one thing that that was reasonable to ask for when you went to like uh, the store and you were a kid with your parents and you're like, you know, the, the, the cliche, you know, come on, give me a toy. I want to, you know, Hot Wheels was like 49 cents back in the day. Just like, it was like, yeah, can I get a Hot Wheels? And that was what, you know, if you were good and your parents were feeling charitable they would get you the Hot Wheels. And then you take it home, and we used to play on that little rug. We used to have a rug that was like, <coughs> had was a like graphic the, printed on it. like the size of this yeah. table. And it had like a little town with roads and houses, and you'd take your cars, and you'd drive on the rug. This is like the poorest poorest place that you ever had, 49-set Hot Wheels with a rug. Just like, that's it. Well, we had hand-me-down Legos, too. Yeah, it's true. I think we talked about that in the last podcast. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, this one is uh, the Rally Baja crawler, which Baja, if you guys haven't um, seen or heard our last episode, we made these amazing Baja Blast cocktails. Yeah. You should check them out. Or go to their Instagram and learn how to make one of your own. 
Oh. Ting, ting, ting. Really? I'd yes, like we that. call it the Baja Blaster. That's what I named it. What's our name on Instagram? At the Lucky Duck. Cool. Dang. Is it at the Lucky Duck? <laughs> no, but if you're trying to holler at us, that's what you would do <laughs> okay. with a little at symbol for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, I feel like I I didn't even look at the price of what that was. I figured it was probably oh, you're balling. Not, not that much more. You're balling. You're just grabbing whatever, not even paying attention to price tags anymore. I, I also bought a, changed. I bought a can of uh, tea at the store too, but I did look at the price of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was $2. Tea's kind of pricey. Yeah. Depending where you get it. This is like a special free. It's gluten-free, no alcohol. Says on there. So when when you say gluten free, what in the traditional tea it would would constitute to be gluten? Does it really matter? It matters to me. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point here. Uh, that just sounds like bullshit marketing. Yeah, yeah, pr- yeah. You know, this probably. is also animal product free. Oh, you know what? I think uh, I think the reason they put that is because it has a uh, has like hops or something. Yeah. You know, so like wh- 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 when you make beer, beer has wheat. In it right, but uses like sometimes you'll use wheat or barley, yeah, as like so, the main grain. something like that, which, yeah. which would have gluten in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I think because this tastes like, a, like an IPA or something, uh, some people might think that it also has that in it, oh, okay, because it's meant to taste like a beer, hmm, interesting. Maybe that's why they put it. I don't think tea normally has gluten in it, I mean, yeah, I don't know why it would. I'd be concerned if unless you're drinking wheat beer, a wheat tea. Is wheat, wheat tea, tea. yeah. yeah. Really Have you ever seen how they make uh, like bread and stuff? I watched a whole TikTok last night about the process from this guy that just had wheat growing in his backyard, and like he like took the wheat uh, top. I don't know what you'd call it, but it's got all the grain in it, and then he basically put it in a bag and beat the crap out of the bag, and it takes all the the actual grain and separates it, and then he'll take a whole bucket of that. And then he basically has to strain that and take all the loose leaf that came with bat banging it from the like the stem and then separate that out. And then you basically have to like mill that grain up into a f- like flour basically. And then you can choose to like bleach it for like a whiter color or you can go all natural. That's like the difference between like white bread, right? And like what you it takes get. all the fiber out, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Something like um, that. it was kind of cool. Like I never, I don't know. I missed that how it's made episode, I guess. But it was cool mm. to see it from like a bespoke perspective of like just a random dude that had like wheat just grown in his backyard. Like, I, damn, that was a hell of a lot of work just to get a, a slice of bread. I don't know. Rather just have somebody it's else. It's probably do. the healthiest bread you'll ever have. Though. <laughs> yeah. I Except mean, he lives in like Flint, Michigan, where like <laughs> the water, yeah. he's safer off mm-hmm. buying it. Uh, yeah, if you go to Sprouts, you can buy like ten dollar bread. Yeah, and I just I have to wonder what the hell is in that bread. Some of it tastes pretty good. And oh, then, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, is this healthy? And then you look at the back, and you're like, oh, these bitches put sugar in this. Like everyone says that Dave's Killer Bread is actually not that healthy. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of marketed to be like a, a healthier bread. Yeah, it's, it's. I I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speak out of my ass, but I got to say it's probably a healthier alternative to like Wonder Bread or something like that. Um, 
because I think that bread typically has a lot of processed sugar in it and a couple other preservatives that aren't so good for you. Um, but one one interesting fact about Dave's Killer Bread is they hire uh, ex-fugitives, uh, like um, people who got out of prison. Bastard. And want a second chance. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I know that yeah, that's, a little bit. That's cool. Um, I mean, I'm sure they don't necessarily have bad intentions. It's like if you're going to eat shitty bread um, or or like it, it's either like you're not going to buy the healthier stuff for some, you know, for whatever reason, you don't like the taste of the healthier stuff. It's too expensive, yeah. whatever it is, versus eating something that's a little bit better than the cheapest bread. Mm-hmm. Then that that's what it is. Yeah. It's like it's got grains and stuff in it. Yeah. It may have some other junk in it. Yeah. But if you buy it at like Walmart or Target or whatever, a cheaper grocery store, it's not that expensive relative to some of the healthier breads. <clears throat> There's some things like, I think bread qualifies for me, is like you grew up eating it and it like shouldn't be as good as you think it is, you know, or how much you like it. Like, like white bread. Like I would rather eat white bread with like, you know, deli meat mayo you know whatever then like that same ingredients with like whole wheat or like the more expensive stuff you know it probably is better for you probably tastes better if like you never had either and you just went in never had but i grew up with white wonder like bread um and it's just like nothing else another thing is like mcdonald's fries like fuck like I will kill a dude for some McDonald's fries. It's like there's something that's just hits home for me a little bit. It tickles that nostalgic like childhood, like growing up, you know, eating McDonald's all the time. And it's just like, oh, that's what I like. Um, if I'm like looking for a guilty cheat meal, you know, just like hit up the McDonald's, get a large fry. That's it. You know? Yeah. Maybe totally. a cheeseburger. I feel like I know what you're saying about the sandwich thing. Yeah. Um, I I can I can almost taste it, like taste yes. what you what you described. Yeah. Uh, having it as a like kid, like sticks to your the top of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, versus having, I feel like a lot of times wheat bread is often a little more stiff. Yeah. Um, less like fluffy. You get, you get less of that fluffy. I think there are some wheat breads that are a little more like that. You almost have to heat them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not like toast, but like if you yeah. stick them in the microwave for five seconds, it would definitely loosen up those like fibers or whatever the fuck it is happening. Yeah. So that, I, I think you're right. Um, I don't know. For me, McDonald's French fries, I don't get that as much. I think because they hurt me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they hurt me too, but not, not, <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> I mean, I just like, you know, <laughs> you, uh, you, you fight through that now. Yeah. Uh, I'm kidding. Until um, you have colon cancer. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like like I'll go and get a large fry. I mean, I don't do it often. I'll probably like maybe maybe once a month. It's actually been like maybe two months since I've I've done this, but I'll go like in the random two o'clock in the middle of the day, and you know, it, there's one maybe three minutes from me because like that's how McDonald's is like everywhere. There's a McDonald's three minutes away from you, right? So like I'll go, I'll grab one, and I'll come back, and I feel, I feel like 
shameful bringing it into the office because then everyone's like, damn, Chase likes McDonald's. Like, you filthy son of a bitch. <laughs> Isn't that funny? There's literally nothing wrong with you crusty McDonald's, but... motherfucker. <laughs> this bitch likes McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, it's disgusting. And I'm like, I get that, you know? Uh, but at the same time, my excuse is like, this is what I, I grew up eating this. Um, so I have no shame and I like the way it tastes not all the time. I can't. And then you get like, like a third or halfway through it of like your, your French fry. Yeah. And you're like, oh no. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. You're like, damn, I kind of agree with all the people who judge Fuck, me. Yeah. Like I know I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and then you forget. The and then one. two months later, you're like, that totally goes away. You're like, man, you know what? Hit yeah. the spot right now. I, I feel like, uh, I, <clears throat> I I feel like there's two things that one, if you have don't have something for long enough, and also if you don't have the temptation of it, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of goes away. For instance, when when I lived in Fort Lauderdale like five or so years ago, I had a Wendy's right across the street from where I lived. Yeah, and every so often I'd go over there, and that's exactly what I get. I get a, like a thing of French fries, and then sometimes. Um, uh, a uh, frosty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, and then occasionally like a one of their little cheap chicken wraps or something. Yes. If I was yeah. hungry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I would get that and I would crave. I remember I would crave it sometimes. I'd be like, I'm hungry right now. It's mm-hmm. like around dinner time. I just want to go get some French fries and like you know get it with something else. And I don't have that craving at all anymore because mm-hmm. I don't live anywhere near Wendy's and. I haven't had Wendy's French fries probably yeah. since then. And then I don't really have that craving of McDonald's anymore because I also haven't had it in a long time. And I don't I don't often pass a McDonald's anymore because yeah. I don't work at an office where it's near one or anything like that. Yeah, it's like, and also there's, it's like what's in it. If you're not eating that kind of food all the time, you don't get those cravings. It's kind of like sugar. If like you're on a sugar, if you have a high sugar diet, like your body will crave sugar until like you start to wean off of it and totally then, and then it's like oh your body's not having those same types of cravings like having soda yeah like a cold soda mm-hmm. i remember i would crave that all the time yeah. and then i for whatever reason just stopped drinking as much soda over time and now i barely have it <clears throat> but what i do have now is like carbonated drinks spindrift Lacroix, topo chico and that's so weird because most of these have barely any sugar in them. Usually it's like the, the essence of the fruit. So that there may be like a gram of sugar. Like I think uh Spindrift has, has a gram of sugar or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it, that, but that's super weird because you feel a kind of an addiction to Topo Chico, right? I do. But yeah. that's literally just mineral water. Like, yeah. What are you addicted to the mineral? No, it's like yeah. the carbonation. I had to look right? up. I was like, is, is Tobo Chico bad? Like, is drinking it bad for you? <laughs> then I felt like an idiot after I Googled that. They were like, it's, totally dude, really healthy, it's right? literally just water. Yeah. And it's got, I mean, there, I know there is some people who will like stand up after listening to me saying that and be like, well, it's carbonated and too much carbonation in your body isn't a good thing because where's that going and blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. Is that actually a thing? I think so. Yeah. Actually, well, I got grilled. I got grilled. I was at a wedding in Sacramento a couple years ago and shout out to my buddy on kit. Um, he's like a health freak and, it's got so many other like things that he's like very particular about. And 
I was telling him like, yeah, I quit soda, blah, blah, blah. I drank a lot of um, like sparkling waters and stuff. And he's like, oh, that's terrible for you. You should be drinking coconut water. It's so much better. And I was like, don't grill me after I told you <laughs> I quit soda. Okay. You're not going to get me after that. That's crazy. All right. <laughs> so he's like, what do you think? Where do you think all that carbonation is going? He's like, I'm like, I don't know. It's like, it's just fucking at the end of the day, it's water. And then I hear people on like doctors on TikTok who are like, it's not water. It, um, if uh, fish don't swim in it, it's not water basically. So like this, this Topo Chico sparkling water is like, if fish can't swim in it, it's not water. I'm like, what? okay, well, whatever. First off, there's some problems with that. Cause like nobody's out there drinking ocean water. Uh, That's and fish so true. Can, sw- can swim in that. Also, I think we should do an experiment next <laughs> podcast where we buy a goldfish, put them in the Topo Chico, <laughs> see, see how long he swims. <laughs> we might get shut down off of YouTube isn't real it, quick. This, this, what, what's in there? CO2? Yeah, right? it's just CO2. So yeah. he needs oxygen. And, min- so and minerals. Maybe he has some special ability where he can split the molecule and get the oxygen out of it. I honestly don't know much about this. I I'm curious... Uh, I might have to Google after this on on how I I just don't I listen doesn't really make sense to me I mean uh, also yeah that was kind of mean of him to say that after you just told him something that you were proud of he's like it's like he's he's like uh, uh some of the, he's like one of the nicest guys ever but totally. uh, and, and we like we like to poke fun of him but um. But coconut water is a diuretic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Okay. Huh. I I heard it's. That's why people say that you, that like it's, they kind of make fun of people who are so into it because it dehydrates Mm. you. Interesting. Because people say it's supposed to be hydrating, right? Yeah. That's the thing is like you, you drink it uh, when you're drinking alcohol, supposedly, um, or you drink it to avoid hangover that which is one thing one thing i will say topo chico does actively advertise is to avoid hangovers people will drink them i'm not really sure what that means or if there's any claim to that obviously it's water so yeah it's going to provide some beneficial <laughs> uh remedies to avoiding dehydration which so is the main cause of a hangover this article from the times of india.com um, says that it's good for you because of the minerals and stuff in it, but that the water also acts as a diuretic, which incre- increases the flow of pr- and production of urine. But they 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 for kind of word water, it as right? a good thing, yeah. Okay. Um, but they say it's good for people suffering from kidney disease because apparently the flow and production of urine is good for that, mm. uh, which doesn't really make so sense. It, so so. If it if, so, it's like drawing drawing some of that out of you, basically. Um, when you're yeah, so maybe more water, more stuff through, flowing through your kidneys and getting junk out. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Look, we're, I'm just trying to make it so that he's wrong too. Yeah, trying to make yeah. you feel better, bitch. On kit, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um. Oh well, you know. Yeah, it doesn't it, matter. It, it is what it is. I mean, we all know that alcohol cock. Well, cocktails in general are really the best thing you can have. Yeah, yeah. A good uh, Negroni with uh, three slices of oranges um, will go a long way. Yeah. Sometimes I like to dip it into the drink the dip, and then dip. take it out. Except 
mine stuck together. Who made this freaking cocktail? Oh no! Where's um, the bartender? Me. Oh. Um. Anyway, um, so 5G. Oh yeah. So did I'm you back do on your my 5G five, research? I'm, I'm I'm back on my 5G rants. Okay. All right. This is fucking bullshit. Okay. 5G does not exist. In fact, what I want you to do, I want you to go to Verizon, type in on Google, Verizon's cell coverage map. <laughs> Excuse me. I want you to pull up, pull it up. And then go to, for all the viewers, go to <coughs> Verizon doesn't have real 5G.squarespace.com. Don't do that. You'll just be wasting your time. Miles is a grifter. He's just trying to get, he's redirecting you to, uh, to, um, Pornhub. Yeah, Pornhub. Um, so. Wow, they have it, they have the entire country covered. Yeah. Oh my God. So crazy. Um, now, uh, is it have on the bottom, like, what each of the colors mean? Cause they're all, it's like a couple different shades of red, right? Yeah. So it has, well, so, the orange shade across the map is just coverage in general. Yeah. The not orange, so like the grayish color is just no coverage. And then the red circles are the 5G ultra wideband. Okay. Is there another, is there another 5G, right? There's like 5G. No, it's just ultra wideband. They don't have 5G nationwide 5G, 5G nationwide. Not on this map. All right, so so uh, go into uh, go uh, scroll into Colorado for instance. Yeah, because it, it may actually pop. Oh up. yeah, it changes. Okay. It changes. All right, keep keep scrolling into like Denver, Colorado. Yeah. So do you see the colors now? Like this lighter color is the four G LTE. Yes. And this darker color is the five G nationwide. Okay. And then apparently there's also five G ultra wideband, which is the circles. Okay, we're zooming into. Yeah, let me let me so so let me pause you there. Okay, hover over where the little is it have a little eye icon next to the five G nationwide. Yeah. Okay, what does it say when you pull that? When it you says that Verizon's five G nationwide network runs alongside the Verizon four G LTE with similar performance. Oh, oh. Interesting. Interesting. Why the fuck are you calling it 5G when it is literally just your 4G network? I feel like that is the biggest fucking scam in America right now. I feel like you're the guy who goes down to the Verizon store and you like <laughs> like pick a fight with the, the, yeah. the employee who doesn't even know what 4G and yeah. 5G He's means. like, dude, I just sell fucking iPhones. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but what's what's really weird is they have they have a difference between 4G and 5G. Like if you look on the map, for instance, here in Denver, if I zoom in a little closer, this lighter color here, this weird just group. I mean, imagine if you live here, you're like, oh, I don't have 5G, uh, apparently. Uh, but it literally is just is the same network it's just the phones hardware are a little different that can pick up a, a 4g signal at a higher speed now zoom into like downtown denver and you'll see that the, all the little red uh yeah all this red so you see the, all the red that is an actual 5g a true 5g speed 
zones. And you see how they're all just running along like um the streets. The streets and stuff. How 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 are we supposed how is that beneficial to us? How is it beneficial to have fucking 5G network in the road? But what, that's what doesn't really make sense. Why is it just in the road? Exactly. I mean, like, look over here, though. So if I go over to this this lake over here, like, look at this. What, what, like, what is going on here? What, what did they do wrong everywhere else? But over here, they're like, oh, yeah, we have a ton of 5G. So here's the thing. They have 5G. They just don't have it even anywhere close to like 1% of their coverage. So when you hear all these fucking, it's the, it's the largest 5G nationwide network. Be careful and hear, uh, hear what they're saying around the statement of 5G. If they're not saying we have the largest 5G network. They're saying we have the largest 5G nationwide network, which really just means 4G. So 5G ultra wideband is up to 10 times faster than 4G LTE. Yeah, and that I, is legit. That is actually like gigabit speed. I've totally experienced internet. that. I think it was, I want to say I was in Boston when, I'm, I'm sure I've had it since then, but mm. when, when that kind of just first came out a couple years ago, I pulled my phone out because I noticed that I had it. And I did a speed test and I remember it being insane. I was like, this is better than I can get at home. Yeah. You know, with some of the best internet you can get. But uh, I, it didn't help me because, I mean, like it, I was on a cell phone. <laughs> I think the problem, the problem is <clears throat> that you have in order to in order to have an effective 5g network you have to have like these towers every like 50 feet or so like something incredibly difficult to do in or in um in rural areas so in like big bustling cities like denver you can put these basically these like towers on top of buildings like pre-existing structures so when when janie worked for dish she was telling me they were like partnering with big companies like Walmart to put towers on top of the, all of their buildings because like partnering with people who already had large um, pieces of real estate strategically located in urban and rural areas, places like McDonald's, places like Walmart, places like Target's because they already had the infrastructure and the ability to just put something right on top of their building. And so that's how they're going to create a 5G network. They have to do tons of massive infrastructure build to accomplish this. So I just want to get it out to the people that think that they have 5G when they see that little 5G icon in the corner of their, their phone. Sorry, you, 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 you don't. You, you don't, don't have it. Except sometimes. Except, yeah, except uh, there's a little asterisk on the end of that. If you're in the middle of the road in downtown Denver, you may get a good signal. If you're in any major city and you happen to be on the correct road, you, you might be good. But don't be inside the building, though, because then the walls will be blocking the signal. You need a bad signal. Yes. Um, I, I feel like it, they kind of focused on the wrong thing. Like, it, it's not about making 
faster speeds to me it's more about just making it more reliable like to like today you know there's play, plenty of places i can go like near downtown mm-hmm. and i'll have the worst service worse than near my house and yeah. near my house it sucks too yeah like right right around my house why yeah well i mean that's what i'd like to improve like figuring out how to distribute signal into the mountains mm-hmm. like i don't need I, I can already get on lt you can get like 50 down or something right and then 5g you can get like 300 400 down or something 5g yeah. ultra wideband uh <laughs> Why? Like th- that doesn't really make a difference when yeah. you're on a cell phone, when you're just texting someone or making yeah. a phone call. You might be able to pick up that 4K Netflix, although <laughs> while I, you're on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> although I don't even know if Netflix's uh, native app will permit you to to stream 4K from your phone. I hope so, because some people pay pay extra to stream 4K. Uh, you have on their on their phone, like their phone plans. No, no, no. I mean, um, well, that's for like TVs. Yeah. Well, I don't know. On your Netflix plan, you pay extra to right. have 4K. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can understand that for like your TV, but I don't know if it's the same for your phone. You yeah, know? it could not be. It's, uh, it's potentially that. I mean, I guess uh, you probably have it disabled by default anyway, even yeah. if that was an option, because you'd want it to not pull as much data as it could. What are some exciting things that you think when we have? 500 megs down like on the regular on a cell serve oh i can see what it would be useful for like pretty much nothing now yeah Uh, i think reliable network would be so just so much better but what it could be super useful for is um when we when technology is at the point where we have things like Neuralink or Mm. um other other, th- other like AR, you know, Google glasses, like those kind of things where yes. you can, uh, where they can look up things. Like you're, you're looking at, um, you know, you're solving a, a math problem and yeah. it can look at what's happening there, send it to the cloud, compute it, and then send it back. Something like that I think could probably be useful for, I don't know. You got to think that would change our hardware too. Like our phones won't need SSDs anymore. Or, or or GPUs in them because huh. everything you'd ever need could be done in the cloud. I mean, yeah, you would still yeah. need servers running running these, but all you, all 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 you really need is like a small size GPU to compute the signal into graphics to display on your screen, yeah. and then that you don't, we would need a, any kind of storage, right? Because that you could literally just have maybe like you'd have RAM, right. so it could be stored temporarily until it's like uploaded the cloud instantly almost right what's the problem i always have with um like icloud it's for some reason you can't configure it to i take a photo store it maybe store it on my phone temporarily and then store it in the cloud it's like it has to store it on my phone and in the cloud Hmm. right so i still need a lot of storage on my phone interesting um why do you think that is maybe it's to and this is my tin hat coming on. Maybe it's to maybe it's to get you to buy bigger storage. Yeah. Because they they have like it starts at one twenty eight now. I think the iPhones goes up to a terabyte. Now, goes up right? to a terabyte. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, I've got the half terabyte in my phone. Wow. 
and why i've got a lot of stuff on there man yeah but i keep like almost all my photos on there oh okay i have amazon photos so i can just delete them if it gets full yeah i know it's like the last time i upgraded my phone i like being able to just pull them up instantly without you know needing to rely on yeah but when i get that 5g ultra wideband i won't need to do that you know i have a terabyte of photos yeah yeah of a terabyte of, yeah. of fo- not video just, just photos, just photos yeah. yeah on yeah. my stored in amazon they probably hate me like this fucking guy i don't <laughs> know because I, I get free storage from them oh from amazon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well i mean i pay yeah. for prime but right yeah like, i probably is that what you get you get how much storage unlimited photo storage unlimited for, for with prime yeah yeah interesting i didn't know that they just kind of pissed me off because they also had amazon drive um, because I pay, I pay for extra storage so I can store my photo, my videos too, because mm-hmm. I have a ton of videos as well. And since I'm storing everything there, like I don't want there to be a situation where on my phone only the photos are backing up, the videos aren't, and then I have to then go back up the videos too. I know there's different solutions to this, like getting a home cloud and stuff like that. Yeah. But this is what I, this is what I'm doing for now. I pay for. Uh, I don't know, a terabyte of storage, I think. It's yeah. not that expensive very much. It's pretty cheap. And I can store whatever I want on there. Documents, photos, vid- well, I already have photo storage, videos, and so on. They just sent me an email saying that next year they're getting rid their the drive application is gone and mm-hmm. anything that I have stored in there besides photos and videos, I have to download and move. Hmm. Interesting. Like, why am I paying... For the storage, right? I can literally all I can store there now is just is just videos. So yeah, huh. I think I think what I'm going to do is, uh, so I hope Amazon's hearing this. Yeah. What I'm going to do, the one person who uses their, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their storage, yeah, yeah. Uh, is is probably you know get like a home storage. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the the cheapest long term solution. So I'll do something like that. Yeah, probably. You just go just go big. Yeah. Just get yourself a nice big one. Yeah, probably you know? like a 16 terabyte mm-hmm. with like three rep- replication. Yeah, yeah, you could do like, uh, yeah, you could do three redundancies. Um, yeah, or right now I four. think I have a 16 terabyte and just doing uh, a two, two redundant or one redundancy. So it has one copy of the backup. All right, so you have eight terabytes. Yeah, eight, to eight usable terabytes, yeah. yeah. So one thing that a lot of people I don't think think about and maybe this isn't a solution, but in my mind, because I, I guess processors do get more efficient, but at the same time, they're like we build we build better, bigger processors. Mm-hmm. We can fit more onto a processor, but that processor requires more energy mm-hmm. to run than the previous generation. Right. If you look at Nvidia, just came out, who makes graphic graphics cards, their top of the line consumer graphics card. Uh, the last generation consumed a ton of power. You have one in your mm-hmm. computer. The one they're coming out that's like the same level, but their next generation for next year is huge and is going to consume a ton more power. Yeah, how much more power do you think? I don't know. I, I mean, you, you got to think if it's, what did they say? It's like three to four times more, or is it twice as performant? I think it was like like twice as performant. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely not going to scale like it's going to take twice as much energy. Right. But uh, yeah. 
But I, I would imagine maybe like 25% more. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty big. It's, yeah, it's pretty massive. It's, yeah, it's a brick. So you got to think that it's cre- it's also creating a lot more more uh, more heat mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. And when we when we make like when we download things to our phone to our computer, whether it's through the cable in the wall, you know, onto our router, onto our computer, from the cell tower, all those devices that are doing those things, they're they're it's electricity going through all those devices. That costs money. The hardware costs money. Like that yeah. hardware has to be replaced. After you know, the more the more it's used, the shorter lifespan it's going to have. And you know, people are building more efficient devices to, or in, in, and infrastructure. Um, kind of like a lot of the infrastructure is still pretty old. Like you have a lot of copper that's still yeah. used instead of fiber and things like that. Um, but all those things are they're going to require more energy, more 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 cost. Like it's we we can we can not need storage on our phone anymore and upload and download everything to the cloud all the time but like what's the you know what what are we doing that we don't see mm-hmm. like what's the cost the energy cost to right. the environment to the companies like what's that going to cost our in our bill yeah mm-hmm. right it'll like, have to be all on the on the company that you're the service you're using i guess right um yeah, I mean, that might just be where like Apple's headed. Apple's a hardware company right now. I mean, they've got the services. They're starting to get into that a little bit. I think that's probably where they're more headed at. Like in their twenty-year plan is like providing more services like that, where you just pay a, a monthly fee. Like they got the Apple One like subscription, which gives you like apple fitness apple tv plus apple music and then like something else um the yeah. news they have like a news subscription that you can subscribe to but apple um, fitness right there's apple fitness apple news apple tv plus apple music so like then there's icloud right so people pay for that um yeah i think it would just be like in the future there just may be just like one it's like a piece of glass you buy that and then and then you just pay what you're really paying for is everything else that's you're using the glass with yeah totally like there's your i probably the most expensive thing that's going to be in your phone is um is, is maybe like a a small graphics processor yeah i guess because like you could probably render a lot of that stuff when latency gets so low you could probably render a lot of stuff on in the in the cloud mm-hmm. and then just shoot that essentially as just like rendered video onto a phone yeah and then you really don't need much in the phone besides that yeah it's interesting um who knows where it goes um just want to get just want to get my my ar glasses and then uh i'll be good walking around i can't wait for ar glasses yeah those are gonna be so sick yeah you know i i know elon's trying to do it without needing glasses yeah um it's too far off in the future he he says it's like next year but you know he said self-driving cars like five to ten years ago he was like yeah it's next year right like he's been saying that i i just saw an article recently that was like uh saying how Ex, but you know, experts kind of realize that making self-driving cars is actually a much, much more complex than they originally thought. Yeah, which I thought 
sounded ridiculous because it it sounds in to me self-driving cars sound incredibly complex yeah like super complex yeah and I, I never thought it would be a thing like for a long time maybe not even in our generation and then you had people like elon who were like we're almost there it's like you know maybe yeah. maybe you know we're in beta i mean it's it's uh there's there's a benefit it, there's a self-preservation aspect to him saying that you know he is the ceo and founder of the company that's leading it in that technology he has to be bullish on that he has to tell you it's right around the corner yeah um and for him to come out and be like it's actually super complicated we didn't expect uh you know these roadblocks and when we deployed it um it wasn't what you know to say that would like crash the stock you know then you wouldn't be able to sell as much perfume <laughs> or yeah. or whatever. <laughs> whatever he sells yeah <laughs> um Tesla tequila. so you know i think it's about listening not listening to well obviously hearing what he has to say but like taking it with a grain of salt it's like it's like um the equivalent of um mark zuckerberg being like the future is the metaverse and you're like okay like yeah, of course. You changed the fucking name of your company to Meta, and you you're pouring billions of dollars a year into this thing. Of course, you have to say Metaverse is the future. But I'm more interested in hearing the people around him that have less in, invested in in the idea, who actually know what they're talking about. And like, I remember listening to Lex Friedman before he did his podcast and stuff, he would he'd be on these other podcasts and they'd be talking about, it was when the self-driving hadn't quite come out yet. And he was like, yeah, they're not that, that thing's like five, 10 years away at, at a minimum, like 10 years away. And at the time everybody was like, really? Like, it seems like it's right around the corner. Like they're already like pre-selling it. Like you could buy it from Tesla through the Tesla app, basically. self-driving. Yeah, right? you could pre-order it. So like, it felt like one thing that Elon's really good at is making you f- making it seem like the technology is already there, like and being very bullish on it. But I'm more interested in under in hearing like what Lex had to say because he's like he spent a lot of time on this. He's very much a part of the autonomous vehicle uh, revolution and. And he was less enthusiastic about it. And turns out he was right. Like it is, it's a lot more harder than we thought. It isn't right around the corner. I mean, maybe now it is, <laughs> like, you know, cause it, it is act. you can actually use it now in, in all Teslas basically um, that are like 2020 20 and, uh, and later. Um, but I think it's about listening to reasonable people who aren't trying to basically game the stock market constantly like Elon is. Um, he's not dumb. He knows what he's, you know, he knows that what he says is going to have uh, an incredible amount of impact right. on the financial system that his companies uh, uh, revolve around. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, um, I'm, I'm enthusiastic about it. I think, you know, uh, I think people had a uh, had a over overhyped expectation of the the entire technology. But yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing because, well, I think that's what people don't 
re- they, I don't, I don't, I think people maybe maybe get too excited or something because they don't have that same realization or they don't have the realization of what you just explained, which is that he's the CEO of this company who, who, who who's selling this product. Like if you, if you go to any financial company right now, they're like, Oh yeah, this, the economy's fine. Yeah. Or, or if you did like a month ago when like, uh, so, so many financial people knew that, mm-hmm. that, you know, the economy would be in this state because of inflation, what the federal reserve is doing and whatnot. But all the people who are investing your money are like, yeah, it's fine. Everything's good. We're, we're going to keep investing. Yeah, you know, you're going to make totally money. totally fine. They man. will say that until the stock market's dropped 50%. Yeah. And then they'll keep telling you, oh, you got to get in now. You got to get in now because it's going to go up, right? Yeah. It's going to go up. And then it'll yeah. keep going, you know. It's the same thing for him, but I don't think people realize that. And it's like to, to then hear like, oh, you know, making self-driving cars is harder than we thought. And it's like, mm-hmm. obviously not really, because there were there were people who were who were doing it or in that space who who were saying that it wasn't. Yeah, it's it's all about understanding the biases of your, the source of information. You know, it's like it's like the same could be said for like CNN or Fox News. Like when you listen to what they say, you're going like, okay, what do you have to gain to saying something like this? And do you is there is there uh, inherent bias here? Um, that's why it's so hard to get your news nowadays and try to find a source that's reputable, credible, reliable, all those things because. Quite often, you know, they're run by people who have vested interest in pushing an agenda, you know, and so, and that's no different than the situation we're talking here. And um, there's a lot of like similar through lines and all that. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up is uh, I noticed recently, as in like uh, like a month ago, that Frontier Airlines has really started cracking down on the personal bag versus carry-on thing. Okay. I thought you were going to bring up Kanye West, so I'm super happy. (laughs) No. Really? Um, Yeah. What do you mean? Like personal? Like hard core crackdown. I'm a little nervous now because we're flying Spirit. (laughs) probably also doing that. Yeah, but we're going for like two nights. Yeah. So when I last flew Frontier, they were like basically um, making you take your personal item and put it in that bin. That's like that little size bin. And if it didn't slide down into it, it was you had to pay. And... I've flown Frontier for like eight years now, and I've never once been asked to put my personal bag in that thing um, because it's like a backpack or it's like my laptop bag, so it's like it looks small. They don't give a fuck anymore, dude. They're like, put it in. You have to ver- they have to like visually verify that it slides in and fits within the thing, or else you have to pay. It is now $90 if you get to during boarding after they start boarding it turns into ninety dollars are you serious so if you get to the front of the line and they ask you to verify your bag and it doesn't fit and it does and you have say if you like trying to cram it in nope nope ninety dollars wow ninety dollars you should tell hannah that i know i I remember i thought of her yeah she told us that she she never 
pays for a bag, she yeah. always just tries to walk on with it mm -hmm. because the amount of time she might get stopped, she'll end up paying less just for that. Because usually it's not as well, it used to not be that you yeah. would just pay like maybe 10 bucks more mm -hmm. or something. And if you have like a purse and like a backpack, nope, nope. One, yeah, that makes sense. One yeah. piece, one piece. It has to, and a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll put their little handbag or their little purse inside their backpack or whatever and like make, try to make that work. But it, even if you have a shopping bag, it doesn't count. I saw people with like a backpack and like a white, um, uh, I don't know. It was like when you go to American Eagle and they give you the big bag, oh, yeah, yeah. one of those. Yeah. Nope. That's okay, but but what about like if you go to the snack, you know, the the newsstand no. and the it, you had to put it in your bag. You, you and get show, like a bag of popcorn. And they're like, uh, sir, yeah, yeah, ninety yeah. dollars, please. It was, I thought it were they were joking how how rude and very serious they were about it when I flew, and uh, and I was like, that's kind of weird. I wonder if that was just an isolated incident. I was flying uh, Frontier on the way back from where I was going and same thing. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I've seen it before. Yeah. Like super rare. I've mm -hmm. seen it before. I've seen all the airlines do it before mm -hmm. United. I've seen them all do to it. To be fair. I have too. And, and I'm always nervous because my carry on is usually pretty stuffed. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it usually wouldn't fit in the carry on, yeah. not, not, not the personal item, but the carry on like under. Yeah. yeah. And so, Whenever they're like, "Hey, anybody want to check it?" and I know that I've already checked a checked, you know, I've done a check bag. Yeah. I'll always check my carry on just in case. Yeah, just in case they but, say something. But usually, um, usually they're not stick. Like if you fly United, they're not really sticklers about it. They're like, if no. they if they look at your bag and they're like, "Hey, that's too big," they'll just say, "Can you check it at the gate?" Yeah, they don't yeah. make you pay for it. No, they don't. They they're pretty good because most times, like you already pointed out, they need people to check bags anyways so it's almost never an issue uh because they're like oh yeah um we need volunteers anyway now mm. you're a volunteer yeah um but yeah with these budget airlines um and really starting to crack down because they're going bankrupt really starting to crack down yeah i mean, I mean what, what listen jet blue is like has to have someone buy them right that's how bad it is for <laughs> yeah them. no spirit spirit jet blue bought spirit oh right spirit yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um which like JetBlue is not a budget airline. I'm sorry. What makes JetBlue a budget airline? They call it that because it's, they don't have, because they don't have first class. I think that's why. Oh, they have like mint. I think they call it. Gotcha. It's a little bit nicer seats. It's kind of like the big front. You're the seats. first person to point that out. Yeah, because yeah, Frontier does the same thing with their like slightly bigger, which is like it's laughable. <laughs> um, Frontier seats are literally like if you took this tabletop <laughs> and then flipped it like almost ninety degrees. I did fly on one of the newer planes and now they have like the actual, not the tin, the tin plate that comes down behind like the tray table. Yeah, now it's an little, actual like tray like table thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was laughable. Um, yeah. JetBlue, uh, yeah. JetBlue to me in my eyes is not a budget airline, but, um, but they're clever for calling themselves a budget airline. And if they do actually qualify because of what you just said, that's interesting to me. I've never heard that anybody point that out. And uh, yeah, you you are right. I guess they don't have first class. Their fares are usually pretty cheap on mm -hmm. the cheaper side too. Yeah. <clears throat> like I, I, I would usually see them cheaper than United and mm -hmm. American and Delta. But I tell you what, like most times I've, 
now tried to book a frontier flight or looked into doing it, it's almost just as expensive as everybody else now because it's forty dollar it's forty dollars per leg to to do a carry on. Uh, then it's another twenty five to for your seat. So that's already um and for so round trip, that's like almost $150 basically. Yeah. Add on to the base price. Especially if you have a, a layover. Yeah. I don't know if it's the check bag you pay double, but at least for the seat, you'll pay every for every flight. Every flight, yeah. So it was like I had booked a flight with Lufthansa yeah. to go over to Europe. And their base fare flight, in fact, I don't know if they have a fare. Maybe they do one of the, the much higher fares where you get free seats. You just pay for the seats when you're booking the flight. Right. And the seats are like $40 Jeez. a flight. And so when you have four flights, because you have a, a layover. No, actually, I think I have no, I have four flights. Sometimes I've ha- I have, I'll have six flights because mm-hmm. they're three each way. Uh, four flights, that's oh, like 200 bucks. Considerable. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. on top of your fare. So, it's yeah, it's kind of ridiculous what they're doing. But... The only time I I, I fly Spirit and in, in, or Frontier now is if it's significantly less. Yes. I'm talking like half. The, the, yeah, half. Yeah, like yeah. The, like it's four hundred fifty bucks to fly United, and it's a hundred fifty two hundred for yes. Spirit, and I don't All need in, to do though. a carry on. All know? in. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like totally. We're doing um, that going to Las Vegas in a couple of weeks yes. because it was. I, I just happened to look one day and it was like super cheap for that flight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Especially if it's a short flight, like, like it is for us, you know, it's like hour and a half, yeah. like from, you know, wheels up, wheels down. So it's like, yeah, I can sit in the cardboard seat for an hour and a half, watch an episode of whatever. And right. then we're there. Imagine taking a uh, international spirit. <laughs> oh my flight. God. They have a, they do have frontier flights from here to Cancun, which is like in it considered an international flight, but it's yeah. still less. It's still like shorter than going to like Miami yeah, from Denver. Right. So it's like, it doesn't even it doesn't count. I guess that's I don't know. funny. Yeah, actually, I I did, I realized they do have international flights because mm-hmm. from uh, Florida they have a bunch that go down yeah. to South America. They're starting. Uh, they're starting America. to like really open up international travel a lot more. Like I've noticed, like United just added uh, nonstop to Australia from Denver, which hmm. is kind of nice. I've noticed a lot more Europeans like around. Uh, not necessarily Denver, but like other places. So I think, I think we're, you're starting to see a lot of people like America definitely was like the first country. Uh, and maybe uh, this is biased cause we're, we're, you know, we live here, but for, in terms of like post COVID to work really be like, yeah, we're going traveling back to normal stuff. traveling, doing our thing, tourism. Right. Yeah. Yada, yada. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> I mean, uh, I just flew to Peru and like, I, when I got on the plane to go to Peru, I had to put a mask on to go to Peru. Like during the flight? During the flight. No shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And what, who were you flying? On Delta. No. Yeah. Why? Because Peru requires it. Peru requires incoming flights. And then, interesting. So I get to Peru Airport. I have to wear a mask in the airport, and then I get outside the airport and I can take it off. 
when I came back to the airport, I had to wear it in the airport again. And as soon as I got on the plane, I was able to take it off because oh I'm going back to That's the US. That's so silly. That's right? so silly. So <laughs> stupid. They're like, don't bring it here, but you can leave with it. Yeah. Who it's, the fuck cares? it's so funny. You get on the flight and the attendants are wearing masks or everything mm-hmm. to go there. Mm-hmm. You get on the flight to come back and none of them are wearing it. That's interesting <laughs> to me because Mexico requires masks at their airports and stuff. And like in transportation and like technically the resorts and stuff, like they still have a max mask policy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you didn't have to wear it when you, we were flying there. And I flew Southwest, I believe it was. Yeah, Southwest. Yeah, and it's, so yeah, some of them don't have the requirement for the flights coming in. It's mm-hmm. just that you have to wear it when you're in the airport or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny when I got there when we landed, they were like, yeah, so like they required masks if you don't have one then i don't know whatever like they literally said that because it's southwest they're like often like cheeky yeah during their like little in-flight announcements or whatever um and honestly like i mean it was cancun so it's a heavy i feel like if tourism went away cancun would just cease to exist like it's just like 95 percent propped up by tourism money Totally. So like nobody was enforcing it. Like I never, I saw many people not wearing one. Um, and I felt like, I mean, when I was at the resort, I, I didn't wear one and yeah. no, nobody I saw wore one. I think you were s- technically supposed to by law, but like nobody, the, the people at the resort, really? yeah. People at the resort, wow. they, if you're indoors, yeah. Really? Indoors, yeah. This was a month. This was like a month ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow, it's weird, right? You're like thinking like it, Mexico. I don't. I wouldn't expect them to have that. Yeah, strict kind of. Because we went rule. to Peru like a week later, and they they also were really strict during the last couple of years, and we, they didn't have that rule anymore. Yeah, in, indoors or anything. It's interesting. It was just in the airport. Yeah, like I had to like. Um, I don't know. It's it's still on their website, like the resort, the resort website. Yeah, that you still have to wear masks and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. nobody did. Nobody. I, did. I wonder if that's old too, because I mean, even at, like in Peru, uh, they had lots of signs on the doors and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Still, um, in in certain places, they would have them. But yeah, no, I mean, some employees were wearing them and stuff, but no one was really wearing them. When I went to. This was this was like last year, I think, or no, it was back in yeah last year in in November, I think it was. I went to Spain, and I had the same thing where it was got on the plane, went to London, layover, get on the plane to go to uh, Spain, and on that flight I had to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but not Jeez. on the others. So it was, it was yeah, it was strange, but. Yeah, it, 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 I think it is opening too. I have noticed more international people mm-hmm. here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to, uh, Sarah and I went to Bryce Canyon National Park, which is in Utah, uh, I don't know, three or four months ago, I think it was at this point, um, we talked to the guy who owns all the stuff else right outside the park. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a family business. Well, his family owns it, but he he manages it. And he told us that <clears throat> at that time, uh, international travel was like fifty percent back, maybe. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there, 
they're uh the people who come to that park it's like 50 percent international and so you think oh. of 50 percent of your at least 50 percent of your visitors are international and it's only 50 percent back you're really still taking a hit and that was for yeah, a long down time 75 percent. yeah so he said that we had kind of the travel boom yeah you know kind of later in the pandemic when people were like oh i'm so sick of being home mm-hmm. want to go travel not like you know parks and shit exist in the u.s you can travel in the u.s people yeah, couldn't travel internationally for covid yeah type of thing so you had lots of people going to national parks who weren't going before so he he said that they had this boom where they had lots of people coming and they were like yes this is awesome because you know tourism's back they're making money again and then that kind of slowly died out people stopped traveling as much in the u.s mm-hmm. Um, because other things started opening, you could travel internationally again. Mm-hmm. And so then it became then you know, they were kind of struggling again because they didn't have as many international visitors. That's interesting to me. Yeah. I, I get to wonder it's like out all the outdoor stuff definitely was a hot thing during the pandemic. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it felt safe. It, if you were even a little bit hesitant about being in like crowded areas or something, it, it definitely was, um, comforting to know that you could still go and do these things and be uh, and, and feel safe. Um, you know what bugs me hmm. uh, is those people who will show up in at the airport in like pajamas, like as comfy clothes as possible for like a two hour flight. <laughs> Or the people who would bring on those big old neck neck pillows for a two hour flight. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. like, you can't. Damn, I haven't seen a neck pillow in a while. Really? Yeah. I see him. I see him still all the time. Well, you're at the airport a lot. Yeah. Though. I'm like, why? Okay, walk me through this. Why do you need a neck pillow for a two hour flight, homie? Like, what is going on? Like, yeah. Do you can you not sit in a seat for two hours without cranking your neck or like? I don't. I just don't understand that. Like, and you're gonna have to carry this all over the place. If you bring a neck pillow on Frontier, does that count as your personal? Item? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, sir, take it off. They're like, listen, <laughs> listen. Um, it's an accessory, dude. I thought I, I, I was getting scared because my my backpack was kind of full of stuff, and I was like, am I gonna have to go to the bathroom and start putting on layers of clothes? Yeah. yeah. Like, what is going on? That, that's the thing with the carry on. If they've, if I, I've always told myself if they make me. Uh, check the bag yeah. it's usually tons of clothes in it yeah. i'll just tell them hold on yeah let me, i'll be back i still have 20 minutes to board yeah, i'm gonna yeah, go yeah. put some clothes on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So i'm like it, it's so stupid because it'll fit in the overhead bin it's not going to yeah. take any more space than it would have before that someone else could put something because yeah. usually you put it like you know flat so it's just going to take more upper space no one's putting something above your suitcase yes yes it's about the weight usually it's usually yeah it's, it's about the weight. it's about like and making money it's like i think there's a regulation where it has to be under the seat um like a safety thing oh yeah so uh because personal, personal items totally. have to go under the seat in front of you that's the thing yeah yeah and, and it's considered unsafe if it's not because it could fly up during turbulence and hurt somebody right mostly just yourself but yeah it's a good point to make like technically you could like take out all the clothes put them all on board take them all off in the bathroom and then stuff them right back in your bag you know what you should do though <laughs> Next time, bring a bot, like wear a shirt you don't care about and then bring a thing of super glue 
And then if they say something about it, quickly put a bunch of super glue on your shirt, stick <laughs> your backpack to you, and then just be like, try to take it now. It's, or it's it's part of my it's part of my clothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's actually not carrying a bag. I'm just wearing a big old shirt. If I was wearing big cargo pants, would you say something? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, um, <laughs> I wonder if anybody's been denied getting on board with like too much like baggy clothes or something. That's like, because like I don't know, man. That they. I, I do remember seeing like an article or this story online that was like this guy who tried to fit all of his clothes on and he ended up like almost dying <laughs> and they had to like cut the clothes off Jesus. because he tried to uh, put so much clothes on to avoid paying like, I don't know, it was like 40 bucks. Like that guy's frugal as fuck. Really oh my God. Speaking of frugal, um, I was watching a girl who's like frugal, this frugal TikToks and stuff. And she was showing you like how much energy, like just having like a phone charger plugged in annually cost you, like without even using it, like just just plugged in. Yeah, it was like a dollar ninety a year yeah. to just to have it plugged in. She was like, "Guys, you are wasting money." <laughs> You're like, "Come on, people, <laughs> get with the program." That's a dollar ninety. You got seven of these plugged into your house. I'm like, "Who has seven phone chargers plugged into the house?" Yeah. And she's like, seven dollars a year times three hundred million people <laughs> in the US. It's like we could be saving billions of dollars, people. Oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. Then I was like, man, I got a lot of shit plugged in. Got a lot of shit plugged in that I'm yeah. not using. I was just thinking the other day I have one of those those uh uh, automated espresso machines. Yeah, where you yeah, just yeah. press the button and it makes the the espresso. Those things, those things use a lot of power, right? Because it has like a compressor in it. I would think so yeah. when they're when they're making it, at least. And also, they have a heating element. They actually yeah. keep the top. There's a uh, <clears throat> metal piece on the top that keeps warm, so you can put cups on it. Oh, it warm, just warm stays warm no matter what. Yeah, it warms up that little plate, and then it stays warm while you have it on. Oh, while you have it on, yeah, so, so it's you, not constantly an ambient. Okay. Right. So you could turn the device on, leave it on there. You know, it turns on in the morning. Have the the cups will warm up, and then you That's make your nice. espresso. Yeah. Uh, it will stay on for like four hours, maybe. Oh my god! Before it turns off, before it auto turns off, you can turn it off yourself. Uh, but it, it'll four auto. Four hours. Off. Why so long? I, I you know maybe maybe if you want to have it in in a shop or something, I'm not really sure. I guess. Um, also, like that just seems like a waste of energy. Yeah, it, it it's super weird. Doesn't like the coffee cup get warm? Yeah, there's really from no reason the coffee. In. <laughs> there's no reason for it. But sometimes I'll I'll make something. I'll make a cup in the morning, and then I'll I'll think. I mean, I, I usually try to turn it off, but sometimes I think, oh, you know, maybe I want another maybe, yeah. single shot later or something, and uh, and then I'll just leave it on for a bit, thinking, oh, I'll turn it off in a little bit. And then I forget about it. But I was just thinking yesterday how much energy that's probably costing my <laughs> electric bill. But I was more worried about just wasting the energy because, like, I don't know. Maybe you can you think that's going to be more than ten bucks, ten bucks of you know wasted uh, a year or something. Maybe I don't know. I, you could you could definitely measure it. You Fifty measure bucks, it. but I, I mean. Like like typically in the user manual, it will give you like uh, energy yeah. usage. It's, it's energy star certified, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like I when I bought this the keyser that uh, houses the kegs for the bar here, um, 
on the box it was like yeah it costs i don't know what it was i think it was like 19 dollars a year yeah. or something like that to run it um or like i don't know maybe it was like 25 bucks a year tvs always say that yes yes it's like how much the it would cost on average to <clears throat> doesn't you know, anybody care does anybody care about the TV thing? I don't think so. Uh, I, I, I guess it makes you more aware. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, maybe I, sh- I should make sure to turn off my TV or something. Yeah. Not waste energy. But uh, ultimately, I don't, yeah, I don't think. It, I mean, maybe if you LEDs. live in Texas and it's like uh, there's a freeze. Or <laughs> yeah. Or you're in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Or this winter is going to be kind of sketch for Germans. Know. You know? So turn off your espresso machines, Germans. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you guys should. Uh, should get like the pedal pedal warmers. You just like pedal. Yes, it, cre- it creates energy. Oh, there you to go. To warm your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you get a if you get a vat of radioactive isotopes <laughs> and you hold that real close, it radiates a little bit of heat. You know, uh, Germany. Um, I don't know if they 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 shut down all of the plants yet, but they voted. I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago at this point, three or four years, five years, to get rid of all of their nuclear power. Why? Uh, because, uh, there's, there's arguments for and against nuclear power. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of Europe has a very negative view of, of nuclear energy because of, you know, disasters that have happened in Europe, like in Ukraine. Totally. Yeah. The how to actually care for the waste and stuff like that. Like a lot of people yeah. just had a very negative <laughs> view of it. Some, some, there are some countries and people there, groups of people who hmm. are very pro nuclear energy, uh, but they're very against it apparently because the majority of them voted it out, I guess, or they elected people who voted it out. And yeah, Germany had Germany for some reason. It's weird. They do. You're right. They do have a very, they have a very clear stance on it. There's a whole mm-hmm. show uh, called Dark on Netflix. Very good. It's one one of my favorite shows. But it's it's a four in one, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, German. it's 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 dubbed in English. I mean, I I would recommend watching it in in um subtitles. in German, yeah, with subtitles. But there's the town that the story takes place in is a town that's uh, right next to a power plant, a nuclear power plant, and d- during the course of the show the power plant is going is in the process of being decommissioned. Uh, and then that was my, that was my first kind of exposure to like the Germans whole philosophy or opinion on the matter. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what exactly it is. I mean, I know Chernobyl probably had some kind of impact. That was because, in Ukraine though, right? Yeah. But, uh, the radioactive cloud spread across Europe. Yes. And so it actually impacted a lot of the European countries. Uh, which is why people are afraid now, because Ukraine ha- still has a lot of nuclear energy. They have a lot of nuclear power plants, and so um, with with Russia doing doing missile strikes and stuff like that, they're yeah. they're nervous that um, something could happen y- again. Y- you have to care for the, the the plant. Like that, that's one of the things that I don't I don't think the pro uh, nuclear nuclear energy people consider as much, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how advanced your technology is or how well uh, you can care for the the waste of nuclear. Uh, you know what you have to do with uh, the core afterward when you know when you can't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. If there's a war, and the other side 
wants to, uh, you know, sabotage it, they could potentially cause a catastrophe. Right. And I mean, some people would say, oh yeah, but the pros of nuclear energy are like outweigh you know, that. Yeah. It's like, what's yeah. the chance that you're going to have a, well, I mean, there's one now, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it could, you, you could yeah. have another, a, a much worse Chernobyl mm-hmm. happen. Um, like they had it in, uh, well, they had it in Japan because of us, but yeah. also because of the tsunami yeah that you know uh years back natural so natural like so the, like we shouldn't plan on putting any nuclear power plants like in florida or like on the <laughs> but they have they, they have several they, yeah, have they do they do yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Near miami but, near orlando yeah but they're more like inland i think right besides maybe I the miami so. one yeah. i don't know if the miami one was such a good idea yeah i mean uh who knows what they've done to it now like I, I, I doubt, yeah, I doubt it's that close to the shore. You don't mm. have tsunami. I mean, there's not a, I guess there's not a plate close enough to where you'd have tsunamis right there. Yeah. Um, if you have a hurricane, you know, it's probably very hurricane proof. You'd have to have mm-hmm. the worst hurricane that's ever, ever hit the, you know, the earth probably yeah. have an issue there, but people have to maintain it. So if you don't have people maintaining it, then you could have a meltdown. Yeah. That's the thing is it's like, um, there is, there's a trade-off, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're totally correct in saying that, but I think, I think just given the gravity of the alternatives, it putting that into perspective starts to make the nuclear argument very, uh, appealing, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, now it's very appealing because what Europe and Germany, I think have learned is that when, you're not best buds with the guys <laughs> who make most of the oil, then you, you could like their economy could easily be completely wiped out mm-hmm. if, uh, if Russia really wanted to, yeah, right. Like if they wanted to go to all out war with them, take away the entire oil supply. I mean, like it gets fucking cold there. You know, mm-hmm. people need energy to stay warm. Uh, you need, energy to to run freight uh mm-hmm. and and all those kind of things and you, it's not like you can just start up a nuclear power plant right away <laughs> it takes a lot of time um to go back and and reuse one i guess so yeah it i it think it's a way for countries to become uh, uh to not be reliant on other other you know people <laughs> yeah uh who they can't it's control. sad it's sad to say but it, that's kind of the name of the game now is trying to nationalize your supply chain yeah um you know i think covid covid and this whole war situation really really made that apparent is like you can't rely on your you know your allies or at least the people you have trade packs with to really hold their end of the bargain when shit hits the fan um yeah totally or if you have uh, a group of people who come into power Mm-hmm. Uh, who who changed something? It's like, oh yeah, um, you know, eighty years ago, we had we were literally at war with Germany, and now they're like kind of our best friend, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We have a super good relationship with Germany. Yeah, we like Bitcoin. They like Bitcoin. <laughs> um, like we, we we literally have a pact to protect each other. If Germany <laughs> gets attacked, we we protect them. If we get attacked, yeah. they'll protect. I mean. You know, we'll see. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I was like, I always think about that. I'm like, who's gonna help who? Yeah, I feel like if shit goes down in America, 
I don't know how. I don't know. How how do you feel about that? If, well, like, well, the thing is, it's a lot. It's like significantly harder for someone to attack us than it is most yeah. other countries, right? Yeah, besides like Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Canada starts getting it, it, shady. You never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those or, Mounties. Yeah, they start letting the Russians in through the through the you know the, yeah, the ice bridge. The ice bridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I uh, I think that um, it. We we can say yeah, Germany's great. They they do good things, right? Like like they they have they're pretty progressive. They have pretty good mindset of like oh we we would never want like the Holocaust to happen again. Yeah yeah. You know that was a horrible thing. <laughs> yeah. We we teach our kids in school not to you know that was bad. Um, but imagine you have a very nationalist group come into power again. Like they mm-hmm. just had in Italy. Yeah. The group that that came into power is kind of more like that. Um kind of like how uh I I'm not trying to say Trump and his party are are the equivalent of like the Nazis or anything, but they it is very nationalist. Yes. Like it that's what nationalism is. It's like uh America first, like mm-hmm. but before anyone else, like uh, the jobs here, we need to bring back jobs here. We can't be rely on anyone else. Like we're, we're the be- we have to be the best country, and I agree with some of that. Like you, yeah. you, you have to be because if you rely on the other countries, whether you, they're your friends or not, if they have someone who becomes you know anti globalism, anti other countries, mm-hmm. anti America, then you're screwed. I think it's like I think the the whole idea of like America being the best country. Um. I think the idea of being the best country is, is like the biggest difference between between Donald Trump's like vision for that and like everybody else, like everybody who wasn't a fan of him. You know, like my my vision of the best country is like obviously, you know, freedom uh in in freedom meaning meaning like of expression and speech and ideology and religion um but also just like healthcare so a welfare system that education. actually works yeah right? exactly education like we're definitely not the best country when it comes to education and that, i think that's where you start if you want to have the best country is like having the most educated country um and i don't think that was something that his party prioritized at the time um i think um that is uh one thing that a lot of the people who <laughs> Not for like loan forgiveness, but making college cheaper mm-hmm. or you know free, you know paid for through taxes free, 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 or, free, free, free. or other ways, yeah. right? Is that it's a it's a bigger it's 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 more of an incentive for people to go to college to get more advanced degrees to have more advanced jobs to keep America more competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it, it's it's. It's it's that argument's kind of an annoying usually because it's like free or nothing. Mm. It's like either either college needs to be free, we need to forgive loans, or it needs to be still super expensive. Like no, we're not gonna do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. It's there's like, no middle ground. N- there's yeah. no making it like. Uh, I, I think university. I think some some public universities in in Germany, for instance, I think they're free. There's some mm-hmm. where you pay a certain amount. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's for sure, if, if there, there actually is free university. Mm-hmm. But I know if you do get a, go get a degree at a decent college there, 
you pay you don't pay too much money but you do pay some money for for different things you know maybe something like that what if you like what if what if college education was free like from a monetary standpoint but like in return you had to do like a thousand hours of community service or something where like basically each like community had its own college and you could go there and get an education but then you were giving back to the community in terms of like service and like that's like that's how that's how like gov not government jobs but like you feel like jobs that a lot of people don't want to do yeah. or things of that nature you well, know well that's like, what that's kind of like what some other countries do. But isn't that like that's kind of like what Israel does, right? You can get a well, free education there, and you you have to like enroll in the military. Well, everyone has to enroll in the military. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but isn't everybody get free education over there too? Maybe I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, here you can enroll in the military and get free education as well. That's true. So, so that's there true. A, I mean, well, there's, there's there you a, go. <laughs> you don't need that hundred thousand uh, dollar education. <laughs> there's a lot of ways that you can get. Uh, a cheaper education. I mean, our brother got his master's degree, for instance, um, paid for with the stipend, but for several years after he graduated, he had to work for a government agency, a certain type of government agency. We're not going to say what they do. Maybe they kill children, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, there's, there's totally, I mean, that's an example of that. Mm -hmm. To me, that's, that sounds a bit, better than getting a private loan at, you know, 7% interest or something like that. You know what bothers me is when people that have this argument about school being so expensive and they talk about people getting like these bullshit degrees and then being $150,000 in debt. Right. I'm just like, what bullshit degree is going to give you that much debt? I don't understand that. It's pri- It's private colleges. I just, yeah. So we, it? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so think about this. So we went to a, a public university in the state that we lived in. Yeah. So we had in-state tuition. Why doesn't uh, everybody do that, though? Because not every state has that or really? or has it to the degree. Yeah, Florida has, like, one of the, I think, one of the best uh, in-state tuition things. Okay. But, yeah, to your point, that's true. Um, some... For instance, if you live in a state that doesn't have a good engineering program at one of the universities, uh, you may want to go to like, Kansas. you know, yeah, UF, for instance, has a good engineering program. Okay. And, and it's also a cheaper university versus, you know, or somewhere that's less competitive than like MIT or something. Yeah. Uh, so not every state has that. There's other reasons. I mean, people go to these Ivy league schools or they go to private colleges cause they couldn't get into. I don't even think Ivy league colleges are that expensive. Yeah. Here's the thing. So think about this. If you go to school for four years and your tuition is $30,000 a year, mm-hmm. your uh, books and stuff are several thousand dollars. You have the living costs. So you have to pay for your apartment. Uh, there's thousands of dollars more every year. Uh, within four years, Plus, not everyone gets all that uh, unsubsidized. So some people get have to take out more private loans, which aren't subsidized by the government. So that's built build a capital or it's compounding interest every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can easily end up with a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in debt. Fuck yeah. 
So for instance, optometry school, which my wife went through, her tuition was between 30 and 35,000, I think a year. Yeah. And she had to buy certain, some, some equipment and then she had living costs and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, it was over 150. It was like, but w- because interest was compounding on that, yeah, it was closer to $200,000 in debt. But I think, I think the point I, I was trying to make at the beginning was like, when they talk about you getting these bullshit degrees, like yeah. what you just talked about is like, oh, going to a school out of state because it has a good engineering program yeah. or a good this, but you're not going out of state or across the nation to get a, you know, um, a humanities degree or whatever. Like every college has that. You can go to fucking community college and get that degree. Right. Like that's, those aren't the degrees that you're getting and getting into $150,000 in debt. Right, right, right. You know, I think it's very hard to go get a humanities degree and be $150,000 in debt. And if you do, you did it wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, and maybe that's me being naive and like ignorant to the fact that maybe the person that went out and did that thought that that was normal or didn't understand that there were other ways to get that degree at a significant discount. I think it's probably both those things. Plus I, yeah, I think a lot of like probably most cases of it is ignorance. Yeah. It's people who are coming out of high school, they're going into college, don't, they probably don't have a good grasp over finances. Maybe they didn't have someone who really taught them about it. I mean, it's easy if you're pretty well educated in finances or, um, you know, the repercussions of taking out a loan, what that even means. Mm. Uh, some people I think don't even realize what interest on a, on a loan is. Like maybe that should be a part of your, your college exam. Yeah. Like to get in is like, you have to take a test on how on finances. Work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're just like, just so you know what yeah. you're getting into. Here's the baseline information you need to know before you sign on the dotted line. I think a lot of people have said in high school that should be a required. Well, that's, that's high school, but I'm yeah. talking about like, I don't know. I feel like before you take out all these loans, there should be some person who's maybe it's the person administrating or writing the loan or underwriting the loan, whatever it's called. That's yeah. That's just going to have like a 10 to 15 minute conversation with you yeah. about the gravity of the situation. Yeah. But the thing is when the government guarantees the loan, then it's probably like you don't care as the, lo- as the loan writer. You, I know, but that's why I'm saying there should be a law to protect. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Actually there was uh there was a huge thing years back where uh, it was like predatory colleges, predatory universities, where all these, uh, as soon as student loans became much larger, I can't remember who, I think it was Obama who made them even more easier to get, or he, it was, yeah. I think it was Pell Grants that he, he, he was giving out. Yeah. Uh, Sally May. Uh, like I, don't, I don't know. But at some point it was, it became much easier and easier to get student loans. More and more people were taking them out and you had a lot of private colleges that were popping up and they were taking people's money essentially to go there. And I think a lot of them were legit, but, uh, you're paying, they were paying tons of money for a subpar education because the government's guaranteeing that the loans are good. Mm-hmm. The, the colleges are getting paid. They're not giving out the loans. Right. The loan, the, the loan givers, I don't know what they're called, the underwriters. Yeah, yeah. They don't care either because they're still going to get paid. Like, 
if they don't get paid the interest over the 30 years, oh, okay, they didn't make as much money, but they get their money back. Yeah, right. The, the government's yeah, going to give it back. The government's good the, for it. <laughs> the private loans, I guess, uh, they don't get back as much, but those have such high interest. I mean, they have yeah. actuaries working on this that they, they balance out somehow. They're like mortgages. Right, 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 yeah. And yeah, there's, there's risk involved, so that's why the the interest is so, so much higher. Right. Yeah. And then you had... Um, you know, like what was it, Polytechnic University and stuff like that? Those those ones that defrauded people. Yes, yes. Or frauded. I don't know. The uh, funny, funny enough, uh, Trump's um, Trump University. Yeah, Trump was University one was one of them. But the appointee for the Department of Education, the head of the department, was like basically found guilty of being in on that scam. Did you know that? Be- uh, Betsy. Yes. Davos or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, she she was like, she was she like she I don't know if she like found guilty or any like that type of thing, but like but she had some kind of relation to she it. She had a relationship with it, yeah. <laughs> One of the, yeah. So it's like, funny. yeah, I know, but I mean that just goes to show you he knows how to pick them. Um, yeah. um, question on those private loans, do they require insurance on those loans? Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, a lot of times you need a guarantor. Oh, okay. Somebody to sign, co-sign with you. So you probably have a parent who's co-signing. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I don't, because for a mortgage, if you don't put down at least twenty percent of the of the loan value, they require you by law usually to have a private mortgage insurance. uh, No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think probably probably most cases. That's that's why a lot of people. Because I, I never understood there was an argument where it was like, oh, I couldn't go to college. Mm. You know, a lot of people who are in underserved communities can't go to college. And you're always thinking, how how can you not go to college? Mm. Anyone can get a student loan. Yes. Right? Yes. How, this doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, okay, if you only wanted to go to college for a humanities degree and you know that you're not going to make your money back, okay. But... Uh, but isn't it the nature of the of the loan, right? Like, for instance, with a the difference between a education loan and a mortgage loan is, you can file for bankruptcy with your mortgage, and you basically like won't have to end up paying all of it. But with a education loan, you can't file for bankruptcy against it. They literally will follow you till you die. Yeah, I, that's yeah. I, I guess I don't. It, that's probably true for private loans too, I yeah. would guess, because then there would be a loophole. You could just refinance as a private yeah. loan and then not pay it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Um, I do know that private loans are pretty significantly m- more expensive. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they're like between, well, if a if a if a government loan backed loan was like six percent, I think they were more like nine or twelve, yeah. nine to twelve percent, yeah, like that. yeah. Um, I think, I think Janie had some that were like 3%, 4% and then her private loans through like Sally May or whatever it was. Those were like, she six. had three and 4%. Were they undergraduate? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh-huh. Uh-huh. Through like, what, what was wow, the thing you had to apply really for? Cheap. FAFSA. Yeah. FAFSA. FAFSA. Yeah. It's FAFSA. Yeah. Such a weird word. I know it is. Yeah. But you had, I remember it. Um, I mean, we were fortunate to have, uh, our college paid for, but I remember everybody being like, 
Yo, can't wait till that FAFSA check come in. Yeah, <laughs> 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 gotta pay for, gotta pay for all this stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and and that just goes to show you the uh, the carelessness of uh, and the financial mindset of a eighteen year old. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That, again, going back to the whole ignorant thing, yeah. I think it's it's probably it mostly that is people just really don't understand. I think when when you put someone into the shoes that they're going to be in 10 years later or five years later, I guess, assuming they graduate college. That's another thing. A lot of people don't end up graduating. So they have a lot of loans. Yeah. Imagine if you went to medical school and then you end up oh my God. getting kicked out two years in. Um, yeah. They, if you, a lot of times if you talk to someone five years later, they, they really regret how much, you know, they, they, they sit there and think, Oh, you know, I should have eaten cheaper or something mm. shouldn't have gone out as much yeah. and they used it for this or that uh or or just tried to be tighter with the money maybe maybe gotten a job while you're in college whatever it is yeah work part-time or yeah. something yeah because they look at how much money they owe now and that what their income is did you ever work part-time in college yeah i worked in a research lab oh yeah that's right for shoeshine yeah it was shoeshine yeah uh i worked in it for a year i think and then I don't think I worked the other two years. You bum. I know. Just drank alcohol. <laughs> Just partied way too hard. <laughs> no. Learned stuff. I had, I had a job pretty consistently throughout. Um, yeah, you you worked like uh, fast fast foodish, fast yeah. casual kind of thing, and, yeah. then you, and then you did more like career-like work. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was like time to give up my, my career as being a food service employee. <laughs> Uh, which I found my way back into that industry somehow. Oh, yeah, I, never, I never thought that was going to happen, but yeah. it did. Um, Maybe you should open a Moe's. Fuck no, dude. No, no. You want to lose all your money? Open a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> um, not in the right place. You could. I. I feel like. I feel like if you opened up a Chick Fil A, that could be profitable. Yeah, uh, if you can get a Chick-fil-A. Yeah, if you could get one, there's a pretty big long wait list for that right now. Yeah. I feel like Raising Cane's is doing pretty good. A lot of the chicken places are a hot thing right now. It's a fad, right? It's a, I don't know. No? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Chick-fil-A is not a fad. Um, no, it's been popular for a long time. Yeah, they had the whole gay, like gay anti-gay thing for did, didn't a while. Stop them. Didn't stop Didn't I mean that just goes to show you how powerful that brand is? They could is. say it again if they wanted. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we, yeah, yeah we openly. They might support. lose a couple cars in the car line, but yeah. they could use it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, we we have an issue. We have too many cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time to break out the anti-trans <laughs> situation. Yeah, I'm um, surprised they haven't said anything about that yet. I think one of the one of the families, the family that owns it, one of the family members is like either trans or gay or something like that. No way. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. So I, they probably didn't really like that. Yeah. No. No. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Who, they probably not getting the damn. Who, who was it? That, was it the founder or was it just some, someone? Yeah, the... I think it's like the founder or something. I don't know. Honestly, I'm not gonna talk shit about chick-fil-a i love i love their chicken and i think they've toned they've really toned that down in the last uh you know five years or so i mean i don't think they really fucking care anymore i feel like uh i don't usually go there in fact um i stopped going there even before i stopped eating chicken yeah because the line was always so long yes yes 
Um, I honestly didn't notice the line long until I moved to Denver, and then I was like, "Damn, these lines are long here I don't, for some reason." Yeah, same, just same in, for, in uh, Fort Lauderdale. It was always it's mm-hmm. like the two or three lanes of yeah. just cars from the front, from the you know the front of the drive-through all the way to the. It, it was like always perfect. It was like never running into the street, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. um. What's that burger joint called? Fucking ruined all the traffic patterns. Oh, in and out. Yeah, yeah. Close a whole street. Just yeah, close a whole street. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think the key, the key with opening up a re- uh, uh, right, the right kind of restaurant is just focusing on a very narrow set of things, and then just perfecting that, and then just do that. That's what Chick Fil A does. That's what Raising Cane's does. That's what In and Out does. Um, and then providing just really good culture around that business. Chick-fil-A, there's a reason why they were able to survive all of the controversy, the scale of incredible growth was because they had such a almost uh, borderline cult-like culture within the company. So they, they, they made sure the brand integrity, uh, integrity, um, stayed intact no matter how many they built um like when you open up in your franchisee of chick-fil-a you had to go to these like annual seminars and like it's from what i've heard it's very like i mean it's like a motivating thing and they get you excited about it they i mean and i've seen people come back from those things like just completely their mindset transformed in in terms of like Let's go out and get it. Yeah. It's like it Chick-fil-A. sounds very cult-like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when you have that culturally in the company in terms of the way you do business, you can scale indefinitely because if you scale too quickly without that mindset, your brand starts to fall apart because you don't have people representing the brand and then you then it just starts to snowball into something that people don't care for because part of the food experience the chicken's good okay peanut oil fried peanut oil chicken is good waffle fries iconic the chick-fil-a sauce really yummy okay the waffle fries are something i still crave yeah, yeah I, not that I mcdonald's fries no the waffle fries i don't know what the, like they must have something really good <laughs> yeah yeah but when you go to a chick-fil-a the experience has to be the same every time it has to be uh hospitable uh so it's the pairing it's when good hospitality comes with good food is really when the success starts to bleed out and people start to recognize and understand and then they start to crave it because it's part of that consistency standpoint if you went to chick-fil-a and every other visit you ever been go to a restaurant and every other visit's like can i hit or miss yeah it's like it really like you don't end up going to that restaurant anymore yeah, totally. I mean, uh, yeah, like I remember going one time to a Wendy's, bring up, bringing up Wendy's, <laughs> and it wasn't the same one I lived near. Uh, yeah, I went there and I ordered, and I think I waited twenty minutes. Yeah, and then I just left. Yeah, I, I paid in everything. Really? Yeah, I just and left. You're just like fuck this. I'm yeah, done. Yeah. I was like, I can't wait any longer. I'm yes. not gonna. This is this is insane. I know several people, and our dads like this, where if they have a terrible experience they will make an effort not to go there anymore yeah totally yeah they will like a hundred feet distance of that business establishment at all costs 
and th- those are not those are that's a very common i uh, uh mindset to have when you have those experiences so like well i stopped going to chick-fil-a because the line was always <laughs> no it was re- it really it was like <laughs> yeah, why would yeah. i sit in this line yeah it doesn't make sense. It's just food. I just need to eat. That's crazy that like the biggest problem with Chick-fil-A is that their lines are too long. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. I mean, their food's good. I've never had an issue with it being, with, with, with the food, you know, being wrong, anything. The people yeah. are always nice. Yeah. It's the line is just too long. Yeah. It, That's when you know to start investing in that business. Yeah. I mean, uh, Popeye's came out with their chicken sandwich that one well, you know everyone got crazy about it and then yeah. nothing yeah yeah nothing yeah because when you go to i've been to popeyes where like most i can honestly say most times i've been to a popeyes which is only like maybe i can count on my hand how many times i've been to popeyes but most of those times have not been great experiences yeah yeah um same with mcdonald's right i remember going there when we were younger and they got the order wrong all the time all the time all the time all the but time. the thing the thing about the difference between McDonald's and Chick-fil-A isn't the service really. I mean, it is right. It's all those things. Yeah. But the biggest difference difference from anything in McDonald's is the price point. Right. I don't think you can go anywhere else and get a cheaper meal than McDonald's. Sure. Prove me wrong. I mean, I guess you could go, I mean, depends on what you call a meal, but like, and that's a whole another conversation, but like in terms of like, drink side entree mcdonald's cheapest i mean maybe taco bell maybe taco bell but those are one of the same different types of food exactly they're one of the same i would put i would i would say they're obviously not the same cuisine but like usually don't crave both of them at the same you can have mcdonald's right next to a taco bell and they're not in direct competition with each other with each other it's like, yeah, it's either you want a you want a hamburger or, or cheesy you, fiesta potatoes, yeah, <laughs> or a taco, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, yeah. So that's why I mean, yeah, I I don't think I guess I guess in a way you could have an argument that they are in direct competition because of the value, um, you know, and I think that's what made them to this day so so relevant is the price point. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, when you could get a burger on Wednesdays for fifty cents, you know, or or on on the normal day a dollar, that was yeah. cheap for, yeah. for for fast food. But for me, it's all about that nostalgia, <laughs> you know. Because I don't really. I mean, I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I I don't. I'm not like trying to go out there and and find a cheap like a like a three dollar four dollar meal. Yeah. I'm out there, you know, if I go to McDonald's, it's because like I specifically like was thinking about those fries and the saltiness and the, uh, the ones that are like burnt and you're like, you get one of those and, uh, yeah. And the smell, as soon as they open up that window and give that to you and you're like, oh, this is going to be good for the first five minutes. And then when they hate myself afterwards. Yeah. Isn't that weird how when you have, when you're, when you're fortunate enough to not think about how much the food is you stop eating that stuff as much yeah it's it's more just like the, a, you know a treat or when you're kind of craving it like i remember when i would think about okay if i go to taco bell i can spend four dollars and get an entire meal yeah you know and a baja blast <laughs> and now first off it sounds disgusting and second 
I literally, I mean, I don't think of what's the cheapest thing. When I go to the airport, I'm not like, what's the cheapest thing here I can get? Because it's all kind of expensive anyway. I just think of what it, what sounds good right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a whole, it's like a whole thing where, you know, healthy food costs more than unhealthy food. I think that's why you see a lot of impoverished communities have higher obesity rates and all that. But one thing I want to point out that you brought up about Taco Bell, I love how like when I do go to Taco Bell and I get to the drive-thru and like, can I take your order? I'm like, yeah, can I get that Doritos Locos Tacos? Can I get a five beefy layer burrito? And they're like, okay, what would you like to drink? I'm like, what do I want to drink? <laughs> Bitch, you already know what I want to drink. <laughs> you... Like, why are you even asking me? There's one reason why I'm here. Right. It's for that delicious Baja Blast. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, come on. Like, yeah. there should be no other drink that you carry on tab at Taco Bell. I don't want your fucking Sierra Mist. I don't want your fucking Pepsi, yeah. Diet Pepsi, whatever the Tastes fucking nasty. stupid ass shit you got. I want the Baja. I want that blue goodness. Yeah, don't put too much ice in it either. All I got to say is give me that blue and you should already know what to give me. That was good. Uh, <laughs> if You know what would make Taco Bell visitors so happy is if they just automatically said that. Like, oh, in a Baja Blast? Yeah, and a yeah, question mark. And you're like, yeah. yes. And then you either say, no, I'll take a Pepsi, which if, if that's what you're saying at Taco Bell, why are you there? Or you just say, yeah. That That's the thing is like Chick-fil-A, their mantra is my pleasure. You say anything, ask for anything. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure. It should be, and would you, and how, what size do you want your Baja Blast to be? <laughs> should be the Taco Bell mantra after everything you say. Yeah. Hey, uh, where's the bathroom uh, over there? Thank you. Yeah, and what what size Baja Blast do you want? Do you think that they make the least amount of money off of Baja Blast? That's why they don't say it. They hope that you order a Pepsi. No, I think that's the one thing that's kept Taco Bell so relevant is that Baja Blast. Yeah. If if you're Mountain Dew, you could charge them as much as you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Taco Bell can't get rid of it. I think what what they should have done up front, Taco Bell should have been like 20-year deal. 20 year deal. <laughs> they knew it was going to be popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as yeah. soon as they knew it was popular, yeah. they're not telling Mountain Dew. They're like, yeah, it's not really that good. When Amazon came in to buy the rights to Thursday night football, they didn't go, let me get two years of Thursday night football. They went, let me get 12 years of Thursday night football. They know what they're doing, they know how valuable that asset is. And so they went for the long deal. Got to go for that long deal. Okay. You know how much they paid for that deal? A billion dollars. Like billions, yeah. Billions. Bill like twelve billion dollars. Wow. It was incredible. For one day of football. One day. You know how much fucking viewership they get? There's like forty million viewers watching one night of football. It's incredible. So everyone has to get a prime membership now? Yeah. That's annoying. That's that is one thing about sports that really pisses me off about cable that really pisses me off I should say is that they don't play the same team on the same channels and Mm -hmm. it's like you can you can literally have cable and live in the state that that team plays in and you may not be able to watch that team play it's so true I was watching the Browns and the Steelers play 
and Logan, who's a Steelers fan, who lives in Baltimore, closer, I don't know how many, it's like four hours away probably. Yeah. I was able to watch that. He couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's And, and it's the same with the abs. You can't just go on to the local channels here and pull up the abs game. You have to like buy the thing. Yeah, it's, I, it's. I mean, it's a it's a marketing thing. I feel them. like, okay, if you live in the city, that's ridiculous because you're paying fucking tax dollars <laughs> for their stadium and shit, right? Yeah, that's so true. You should get that's it. For so free. true. <laughs> that's so fucking true. It's like, okay, uh, you're Denver Metro uh, resident. Okay, yeah, you get the you get that free channel. Right. Then you got to get those bunny ears though, which they decommissioned. <laughs> you can still buy those digital ones though. Oh yeah, the, they still do. Uh, they still do those over uh, over the air uh, channels. Yeah, I used to have no. one. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. they got Free rid TV. of it like twenty years ago. They did, but there's still something that you can pick. There's still I don't. There is. There's a yeah. device. I know exactly what you're talking yes, about. Yes, yes. I had one for the longest time, and it didn't. I couldn't get it to work because the my the apartment building that I lived in the, at the time just was built where every sig- even my cell signal was like terrible. It was just all cement. It was, yeah, it was just it was bad. <laughs> it I mean it made for good soundproofing, but it was like just nothing got through. So um, I ended up selling it because I couldn't use it. But yeah, they still that you can still buy them on Amazon. You get free free cable. It's like local channels and shit like that. Why did you buy it? Because I was a frugal motherfucker, and I was just like, free channels, free channels. I think it was like on Wish.com I, I bought it. That's yeah. so funny because if you just have Roku or something, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure you, you get, get the same thing. That's the, Yeah, it was before all these streamers gotcha. came. Yeah, it was like, yeah, now you get like the, doesn't the your, doesn't Tubu your and Fubu and Freevo and Amazon has one. Yeah, your, your smart One of your smart random smart TVs has its own channel. Yeah, it. it's like uh, uh, Samsung TVs come with Samsung. it. Yeah, Samsung has their own free TV. Uh, they're... It's like it's just internet streaming. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's all built into your TV. Look like a channel guide. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, seeing on a TikTok once where someone was like, "Did you know you have all these free channels? Yeah, on Roku or whatever it was. Go to this app." And everyone's yeah. like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "You wouldn't watch any of these channels." I mean, no. I it's mean, like Fear Factor yeah. channel. There's like the Bob Ross channel. Yeah. It's like you have shit Netflix. Like that. Come on, what are you, what are you watching <laughs> yeah, commercials yeah. for? Yeah, yeah exactly. It, I mean, it, it's 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 become like cable television is so devalued now. It's incredible. Like, um, yeah. So Samsung has it. Amazon has their own free uh, TV thing. It's called Free V, I think. Mm. Um, mm. But it's like all with ads. They just they recognize that if you just use ads, that can basically supplement the cost of actually putting the service out there. So when you when you're running replays of How I Met Your Mother or some other show that's not that wasn't bought up by you know Fox or someone like that, mm-hmm. um, or, or or Netflix or whatever yeah. Peacock. Uh, the, the those actors who who di- who are getting the the royalties or or movies that are playing on cable now mm-hmm. they're probably getting a lot less than they used to right yeah i mean yes and no because uh like okay let's talk about friends for a second right friends went syndication and then started doing repeats on uh, I can't remember what channel it was it might have been like t it might have been like nick at night so uh, i think it might have been like oh, um uh what's the 
Nickelodeon, uh, MTV, Comedy Central, um, fuck, uh, TBS. Yeah, they're all. It's all uh, part of the same group. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, but they then sold the license to Netflix. Right, right. Yeah, but I mean that. That's what I'm so saying. So that that Netflix deal was worth you know millions of dollars, potentially billions of dollars. Yeah. So they get a cut of that. That yeah, but if you're still just on cable though, if you're still just on cable, yeah. I mean, sure, yeah, it depends. But probably a lot of the shows that did go into syndication probably are being bought up. Right? The ones that were, were making it. enough money to be like it's a substantial amount of money probably were pop popular enough to get license deals with like Hulu and all these other, you know, Amazon or right. Yeah. Did uh did the Office get that? Office was is an NBC owned, uh. TV show and mm-hmm. they have their own platform. Yeah, but it was on Netflix and it was yeah. For a while. So, so then, did so the then, actors get that? Get some of that? I guess money? it depends. It, I guess it depends on their their deal, right? I don't I don't know how syndication. I think it's like after X amount of episodes, everybody yeah. gets like syndication money. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but that's my understanding of it. But otherwise, you get nothing after that. Yeah, unless your contract has. Something something specific. written in it where you get a back end. It's called they're called back end deals. Basically, it's like you don't. There's like front end and back end. Front end is like okay, we're gonna pay you X amount, and then after that you get nothing. And then or there's like a lot of people like Kevin Hart's very famous for doing yeah. back end deals where he will take no money. I think he took no money for like Jumanji. Yeah, I heard about that. And then that. he gets like all the back. But he end made deals a ton of money on the he probably on made the more money. Yeah, than he would have. He's smart because he knew like um. Well. Uh, there's another famous case, a jewel, the artist, um, the recording artist, the singer songwriter, okay. big in the nineties okay. before our time, but she was very famous for doing back end deals too, where she was seeing a lot of in the nineties, there was a lot of singer songwriters and grunge bands going into the scene and getting these big record deals. But the record deals would be like, we'll give you a fuck ton of money. And that'll pay for the album. That'll pay for the tour. That'll pay for this. And it'll be a, a, also a large sum that you get, you know, as a bonus, whatever. Yeah. But she was like, I don't want that. Just pay for the record, pay for this. Cause she knew she was good. Right. Well, I think she just believed in herself and it was like that kind of mindset. And so she was like, I'll take money from the record sales on the back end, And then that she made fuck tons of money because she, she went like, quadruple platinum on some of her albums and so she made just tons of money it's a risky move because you have to like believe in what you're putting out there you have to understand that um you have to understand the business a little bit because if you're naive and you're coming in and you're like you don't really understand the business act but you're really good at what you do but you don't understand like finance you don't understand contracts you know some business models things like that you just go whatever you'll just take whatever is given to you yeah uh so you kind of have to be a little savvy in that way so i think she saw a lot of people around her getting those deals and was just wanted to do a different approach to it um so it could be kind of like if you if you were getting an nfl contract and it was performance based versus <laughs> yeah you know except i don't think you want to do back-end deals on nfl yeah and, because uh, injuries are so common exactly, yeah. that you just like you just take the money and run yeah or, <laughs> or you pay or you pay like 100 million for a quarterback <laughs> if tom brady knew he was going to be tom brady and he did a back-end deal yeah Man. it's yeah. like okay for every super bowl you bring in oh my God. we'll give you like a billion dollars yeah. and it's just like 
nobody would ever take that deal because like getting a Super Bowl is so fucking incredibly hard. Yeah. And it's just so unlikely. Um it, you just want to take the upfront money. You know what I realized about Tom Brady the other day? What? That the team he plays for has the same initials. Yeah, Tampa Bay. I, I, yeah, I never <laughs> thought about that before. I was like, that's why he went there. Yeah, he's like, oh, it makes so much sense. <laughs> it's for the brand, dog. Yeah. It's for the so brand. So when it would be on TV, it's not Tampa Bay. It's Tom it's Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> Everybody be thinking Tom, Tampa Bay, but it's really me, dog. No, yeah, no, it's a good move. You see he's getting divorced now? Is he getting divorced? Well, they hired divorce I, lawyers, which, oh, yeah. like, yeah, the, the writing's on the wall. I knew wall there was a one. bunch of, I mean, it made sense, right? Like, What do you mean? Well, because uh, the reason he allegedly that he f- originally retired was because his wife wanted him to retire. Oh, and is that right? She, yeah, she she was like, didn't think that he spent enough time with the family, which he totally didn't. I mean, if you knew the guy, if you're that good, his 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 like schedule is so rigid. Yeah, like it's incredible. I mean, it paid off. Yeah, right? totally. He's he's the greatest player to ever play the sport, mm. um, undoubtedly. By like you can't steroids, <laughs> the roids, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. She she was upset about it, so he retired. Everything's good, and then you know, a couple of months later, he comes out of retirement. I mean, then it's like, how does his wife feel yeah. <laughs> about that? So I so that happened. So like I read about that back when he retired. That was the well, at least. That's what people said the reason was. And then more recently it was she started kind of being more vocal about it. Oh, yeah. Like going on talk shows and stuff like that and kind of talking about it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and then frustration. Yeah, and then now it's come to this, I guess. And But, uh, I, I mean, I feel like people want to give him shit. It's like, oh, be, go be with your family, retire and stuff. But also, I mean, you don't know what's going on in his head. You know, I, like maybe he retired and he was just like, I'm so unhappy. Yeah. Like, this I is what I, I love to do. Yeah. It's like if someone said to you, you could never play Warzone again. <laughs> I, I think I'd be okay. Yeah. You, but like, yeah, but you'd be okay. But you would be like, man, I, I have nothing else I'm doing. Yeah, right all now. your friends are still yeah, doing all my friends it. Are doing and, it. And, yeah. You're no, like, I, I, I would just be that. happier if I could play it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that doesn't, that's not, that's not your job. That's not your life. That's not what you've, you've spent your entire <laughs> life practicing and getting good at. I get you're not the best Warzone player in the world. <laughs> I totally understand that Tom Brady, also known as the greatest player to ever play the sport, is so admired by his peers. Everybody involved in the industry looks up to him as a god, basically. And you've been doing this for so long. It's all you know, basically. Um, and yeah, that would be incredible incredibly difficult to give up um and then i also understand her side of the story which is like if you come to a point where you decide to retire and the reason is to spend more time with your family and give up the life of football that you once had and put that past you so you can spend more time and then you go back to football what that could tell me as your wife is that you like football more than you like your family. Yeah. Which I'm like, he probably does. He probably, over the course of his life, has spent more time with football than he has with his family. Um, probably doesn't even know him. Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, 
and that's to some people who don't have that perspective of living, of waking up at four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning, getting that training in, going to the gym and then going to practice and then going to bed at like 6 p.m. and doing that every single day with a heavy re- uh, regimen diet and doing that to a T, no days off for 20 years straight. That that perspective is hard to understand, and I don't think you can really judge him. Um, I think <laughs> I hate saying this, and I'm going to sound like a terrible person, but Tom Brady's family should be more lucky to be Tom Brady's family than Tom Brady being lucky to have them as a family. Um, again, I say that, and I immediately regret saying it, yeah, but yeah. it's almost like it is it's it's like um i mean he's a god basically in that industry um yeah i don't know that that is all to say that uh i i think he should probably hang it up i think it's i think maybe i may i think maybe shouldn't have gone on to play more football for the sake of the fans we're all grateful um i think it was going to cool that he did his little thing went to tampa bay yeah his buddy came back to they were they won the super bowl right yeah they won yeah, yeah. and then it's like okay that was fun you did your th- your little stunt mm-hmm. like, i think a lot of people predicted that he would be back yeah maybe not so soon but it was like what what really good football player hasn't come back yeah <laughs> you know? yeah so yeah i mean michael jordan came back um you know, I mean, it's like when you think about the greats, um, like, do you ever see LeBron just quitting one day and just being like, yeah, this is it for me? How old is he? He's younger than Tom Brady, right? 36, maybe, I think. And Tom Brady is probably in his 40s. I think he's like four. I think he turned 40. 45. He's 45? Tom yeah. Brady? Yeah. And LeBron, 37. So LeBron has a good seven years left. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's really rare that you have an NFL player play past 40. Yeah, I think it's probably a lot easier to to play basketball longer because, I mean, if you get touched by someone else, it's like they're getting ejected from the game. You're getting mm-hmm. a bunch of penalty shots. Yeah. In football, I mean. I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think playing quarterback is probably a little bit tax less taxing on your body than than um, being a forward or a point guard. Yeah, especially now that uh, people aren't allowed. To touch yeah, the basically after after last Sunday's call, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's like don't touch him, don't even look at him. And then dude. people were making fun of Brady because he uh, apparently he tried to kick the guy after. Oh really? When he was on it, when the guy was getting up, he just kicked his leg out. Yeah. It totally missed. Uh, <laughs> it's like, did you see the clip finished? of the the Raiders guy who's getting ejected? No. And ends up running into or almost running into a camera guy, and then just completely shoves the guy, on pushes him onto the floor, um, as he's leaving the stadium. Really? Yeah, and he wow. just uh, today I think they just pressed assault charges on him. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. So yeah. is he getting kicked off the team? No, no, no. no. Oh, he's good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he 
he's on the Raiders, which the Raiders are notorious for being like bad boys, you know? Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Because of the name? Uh, yeah. It's just like, I think they have a reputation. We're Raiders. It's funny because he was playing, he played like seven years with Green Bay. I think this is his first year with the Raiders mm. and he does this. Oh, so he's trying to show so, so everybody's like, well, you know, you're officially at a, uh, yeah. at a Raider. <laughs> That's um, funny. It's but, like playing for Miami. Yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, should we wrap it up? Yeah, I think so. Two hours in. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us while we uh, shit talk about fucking Germany and uh, Frontier. We didn't shit talk Germany. Uh, that's all I'm saying. We, oh, we didn't shit talk them, but. Yeah. Oh, but we shit talked. I get you. We ya. shit talked. Yeah. And uh, don't forget FrontierAirlines.com. Get your tickets. They're doing a $25 <laughs> ticket sale. Yeah, you just Half plug in off the codes. <laughs> At the Lucky Duck. At the Lucky Duck, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Facebook. We're only on Facebook. No, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Reddit, OnlyFans, almost. One day. One day. Um, don't forget to check out uh, the original Kin scripted podcast audio drama First chapter streaming now on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out what Miles and Sarah are up to, Adventuring Eyes on Instagram or AdventuringEyes.com. And until next time, thanks, everybody. Good night. Adios. <laughs>